Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, you wonderful podcast listener, we'll get to the show in a second, but first, how would you like to support the Red Men TV and get your hands on an amazing prize, a signed shirt by Liverpool defender Ibu Kanate? Head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash the Red Men TV, press subscribe, and when we hit the amazing landmark of half a million YouTube subs, and we're very nearly there, we'll do a prize draw to one of those people, one of those subscribers, and whoever gets pulled out of the hat will win the amazing Ibu Kanate shirt at youtube.com forward slash the Red Men TV subscribe and give yourself a chance to win this amazing prize hello everyone it is the build up show here on Red Men TV I've almost forgotten how to do these uh, I'm Paul Major Chloe Bloxham and Steve Plunker join me in the studio for this one uh, in fact the, I'm pretty, the last show I actually did was a build up show and we've subsequently had two games you know we had two two league games cancelled in the in the midst of it all Um yeah, here we are. Welcome aboard. If you're joining us live on YouTube, you're absolutely amazing. If you're over on Twitter, then come and join us over here. What I want to draw everyone's attention to is we are tantalizingly close to 500,000 subscribers here on YouTube. Uh, it has been a long old journey since we launched here uh, in the summer of 2010. Uh, we're a couple of thousand away from hitting that milestone. So if you are on YouTube or not on YouTube, make sure you click that subscribe button uh, and see if you can get us over the line because we've got some very, very big things planned indeed. Uh, and Liverpool having two less games of football has really put the pressure <laughs> on us being able to deliver them. So uh, if you're not subscribed already on YouTube, then do subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you've got people who you know like Liverpool, um, then send them this way as well. Click that subscribe button. Get us to half a million subs. Uh, that'll be absolutely incredible. And as you might have seen at the top of this show, we have got a signed Ibrahima Kanate shirt, which we'll be giving away uh, when we hit that. Mega I sprinted milestone. all the way down an alleyway to get that signed as well. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't do running often. Chloe is not recovered. This is. Uh, I mean, it's good to know that you like. You, Me you ankles. Bas- you basically rich. refused to, to take yeah. part in the race. The, the office uh, race. Anything for. A sign Canate t shirt to give away to people who support us. Yeah. I've got my priorities straight. So you've got the the efforts of Chloe Bloxham there who literally poured out. Might be an A and E next week with my ankle like again, but <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, do subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're over on Twitter or whatever, then head over here. Uh, if you're listening in podcast form and you like what we do, then I know even if you don't even consume the content on YouTube, just do. You can't really subscribe on you know, on, on, on services like Spotify and what have you in that way. So just come over here, let us the milestone and we will go sick with how much boss stuff we've got lined up which we can unleash the second we hit that milestone right um stay hi hi football is back um it feels like forever you know it's been two weeks at the time of recording since we last it'll be 17 days i think between games by the time we actually take to the field on saturday it's mad um but the thing is there's no more excuses now. We've all been talking about Liverpool in that time. You've had two. And I've, I've been unfortunate enough to be around like fans of other football clubs in that time as well. And everyone's kind of going, oh, Liverpool. No one wants to write us off, but secretly they're all hoping Liverpool's season is already written off. They're getting players back from injury, which we'll discuss. They've had a, a, an extra break. They've had more time on the training pitch. They're at the point of no return now. You know they've been lucky; they've dodged the bullets. They're not completely dead and buried in the league, but one more bad result, and they will be. This is where they need to kick on from. Yeah, very much so. No more chances. This is it. We kickstart the season. We kickstart whatever run we need to go on to challenge those at the top of the table. And I still think it'll be 
Manchester City is the, the standard bearer. That's, mm-hmm. that's ultimately the target. We can't afford to give them 10 points plus two seasons in a row. At some point, something has to give. So we get back into it straight away, straight from the off against Brighton. It's a good opposition for us, with, with things we'll talk about a bit later in the show. Um, and it's a, a real strong opportunity to, let's be honest, start a title challenge because as yet, we're not there. Yeah, I mean, looking at the league table already, Chloe, and I'm one of those biggest exponents. Anyone who's watched Red Benfiers will know. Uh, ten games for me is where you really, it really starts to form. We're six in. Everyone else, apart from the ones who've had games cancelled, are seven in. Just nine points so far. You know, this is the thing about this. A win against Brighton's not going to catapult us right back up into a title challenge of blah, blah, blah. Liverpool have now got... What they've got to spend the next month doing is fighting for the right to be in that conversation the next six weeks or whatever it is until the until the World Cup break. Slightly more, whatever it is. They've got to put their foot to the floor now and they've just got to not worry about what it all means and the state of play when we return from Qatar and all that kind of stuff. These are the building blocks they need to put in place. Yeah, and, and Brighton's a good team. Um, obviously, Graham Potter has just left them, but he's left them in really good form. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some really good players there. They've got a foundation, um, and they, they, they've built off of Graham Potter leaving, and we need to, at home, do everything we can to a, get the three points, but also to just get the positivity and the atmosphere feeling a bit better, because um, even for them, I know fans haven't been too happy, obviously, with the results, but even the players themselves, they've at times looked down. Um, the effort hasn't always been there. You saw Thiago against Ajax, where he was getting the crowd involved. Yeah. He was making sure you appreciated everyone on the pitch who felt like they'd give a hundred percent. And we need to start off with the very basics and getting them correct and building on them. I think you mentioned it there, and you talked about the players themselves. I think it's been quite telling how vocal some of them have been. Van Dijk's been very vocal. Robertson's been very vocal. They're all clearly aware, aware of how crap it's been and how much they need to step up. You know, Robbo kind of said. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, like uh, Napoli, like everyone needs to make sure they're, they're fighting for each other, fight for your mates, work it hard for the opposition, not for the, not for each other. This, I, I think, you have to be wary with stuff like this. Is that I want our players to shut up now, yeah. go and do your talking on the pitch because it's good words, it's nice to hear, it's encouraging in the gap. But now, like you saw Virgil van Dijk for Holland, there's one great track back clearance off the line, he scores in that in, in the two one of the two games as well. I just want to see him being back to being Virgil van Dijk levels and that same goes for a number of players in that team. Yeah, and first of all, you've got to put 100% effort in to even get to those levels. Um, And it's a case of once our bigger players start actually reaching the heights, the consistency comes back because it's fair to say we don't need all 11 players to be absolutely unbelievable to win games of football. We've got magical players in our team. You've got players who dig us out of things and get us through. We need them players to be on fire but if we're not then we do need eight nine bodies to be really really good on the football pitch Um, and it starts from the back because the back is your foundation the spine we need everything like that to be perfect for to give license to our attacking players and say play freely go and get the goals i look defensively in terms of the league it's not been too bad I conceded six in the league the Bournemouth one's a bit of an outlier because that's where most of our goals have come in the Mm. league this season so that we need to sharpen up in attack but I think that's a good point that Chloe makes there. Is we've had five or six at least at times world class players all underperforming, and I think this this desire endeavour kind of thing they need to that fire needs to be relit inside them to some yeah. extent because it looks a little bit like and I think we've seen this with Trent I think Virgil's been exactly the same I think Fabinho's been there too I think they've all been I'd actually think Fabinho's been the worst of a lot of them this season apart from the second half against Ajax I thought he was excellent. It's a bit like and. I, Maybe I'm reading between the lines too much, but my sense of it is a bit like we can carry one or two. I, you know, it's like, well, I, I'm in bad form, but someone else will bail me out. Yep. And it's been a bit too much. Like they go, well, I'm struggling a bit here, so someone else needs to bail me yep. out here. You can't. There's only so many lads you can bail out before the whole thing is just is 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 in the shit. We need those lads now to be the ones who go. Well, I know it hurts. I need to I need to push through and I need to set an example and Thiago was the perfect example against Ajax where he just went no this is the level I'm boss player I'm digging in for the team I'm gonna I'm gonna be committed I'm gonna fight I'm gonna put all the energy in you need you need everyone else now to follow suit. Well, you'd, you'd look at five or six people winning their individual battles in, in a team like Liverpool to get across the line during the game. We went winning five or six individual battles, and, and, and you're right about Fabinho. I do have some sympathy for him because it's a six, what the two guys alongside you is your eights are doing, or your six and your eight, the double pivot, for instance. 
what they do impacts your game and I think he was trying to cover too many positions and, and possible, was yeah. stuck between a rock and a hard place and didn't know what to do and then you do nothing and it looks terrible Van Dijk has come out and said he didn't start the season well he's got this thing in his mind where he shepherds danger away yeah. and he's become over reliant on that there's a time to go in and win the ball yeah. and that's what he's always been really really good at yeah. so it's not like back to basics but it's back to, to, to being a ball winner first and foremost when he shepherds somebody and they turn inside and shift the ball and then they score it looks really bad on Van Dijk yeah. so there's a time to go and be physical and win the ball I want to see hunger from players yeah. like that and, yeah. that and again that was the Fabinho point for me I don't think it's been a lack of actual d- d- desire as such he's just been half a yard away from everything we need him to be at yeah. and what what Ajax was was it was Fabinho got annoyed he actually looked and, and Van Dijk needs a bit of this too and Trent needs a bit of this too like affronted that someone else has got their ball yep. or someone else daring to take them on it's like no like I want to I want to see a, a fuck you attitude go in there and show you're more powerful and you're stronger and that you want it more and everything else can follow on top of that but that is the the level for entry requirements for this Liverpool team, yeah. Chloe, is that you've got to want it. You've got to want the ball more than, you, than your opponents and you've got to be physically prepared for that battle. And that's what I, I want to see, the reset from now on. As you say, we've got moments of magic. We've got a mag- magical players in that team and they'll all be able to deliver upon that. But get that get that bit right first and foremost. Yeah, there's been too many times this season and you've hardly heard of this in a Jurgen Klopp squad where it just feels like the opponent wants it more and yeah. that has happened twice at least this the, season. There's players who've stood out because they've worked hard. Yeah. Like Diaz has stood out for halves when he's had really good and, and Elliot stood out for a bit of that. Because he's the one grafting, yeah. You never normally stand out for just working hard. No, exactly. Um, and I, I do want, like Virgil van Dijk, there was this aura around him where if anyone got within five yards of them, they'd just crap themselves and yeah. go anywhere. I want you to be that person again. And the reason he was that person was because he's still doing the same thing. He's just doing it slower. He gets out to the opponent much too slower. It's like he's lackadaisical. Well, you know what? You know what he's a bit like. It's a, you know he's so big and imposing, Van Dyke. It's a bit like when you threaten to punch someone, you go Ugh, and they go when they and they yeah. cower. You do that enough times and eventually someone goes, oh, he's just not going to hit me. Yeah. You're actually, every now and again, you just need to, to hit put someone. one on them, yeah. So that they go, oh, shit, maybe, ah, okay, well, I'm, that hurts, that, I don't want that to happen again. That's why within the first 10, 15 minutes, put one on one, in, especially in a Champions League game, I absolutely love. It makes, make them know you're there. Yeah. I mean, I thought Carvalho would get loads of it because he's the new guy in the Premier League. Make sure he knows what he's coming into. Um, but as you mentioned, maybe not desire, but the, the fire inside them. I want Trent to be fuming at Gareth Southgate and go and prove exactly why you should be yeah. in that team. Like everyone else pretty much knows, go and prove it and go and prove it for Liverpool. And then he'll have no option if you play as good as you've been playing last. I mean, even the last couple of years, he's left him out. But it's a World Cup and he's lost. He's not won a single game in the lead up to this World Cup. You go and prove and all the questions will come in on Gareth Southgate and not you. Just prove it. Yeah, exactly. And and Trent is one of one of many, really, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Steve, they all have a point to prove. No, but try, well, well, it was we, because he had ammunition. Well, we'll carry right on with the ten points because we saw this in twenty no twenty twenty one when Southgate snubbed them again. Liverpool had, had obviously had a, a catastrophic mm. season that time around. But Southgate's criticism was a game was wrong. He was talking about Trent being out of form when he'd actually found his form a month and a half prior to him coming out and saying that. But it, it really spared Trent on. And we've seen it happen before when Salah's out. In fact, it was this time last year when the FIFA ratings came out and Salah, <laughs> and Salah was well better because his, pace, his mark had gone down one from a season where he'd scored yeah. more, whatever. Um, I, I, there's only so many times you can take those kind of knockbacks, but... It's it's a good test of the character of these of the of these lads as well. And I honestly think with the Trent stuff, and I know everyone's got an opinion on him because he's an England player, which adds to the the weight of opinion. This like this this notion of his defending is just it's so over exaggerated yeah. for no reason whatsoever. He's an absolutely fine defender. He's much better at other elements of the game, but that's because he's he is to do that. generationally good at the other elements. Like. Cristiano Ronaldo was weak defensively. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't want him coming back. You know, there's players who are brilliant at certain aspects of football. Like Allison, you put him out. You put him out of goal. He's still going to be good because he's a really good general footballer. But there's elements to put play to his strengths. Um, 
but I, I like the fact that they've got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. The season's start of the season's been crap. Some added criticism from an international stage, and now for some of us, you've just got to make sure they're in good form heading into the World Cup. This is what they're sort of playing for. Well, you'd like to see him come out with a fuck you attitude. I'm going yeah. to show you, you know, for himself, yeah. not for Gareth Southgate, for himself, for self pride. But I think if you look at Liverpool's tactical setup and the way that we play, the goals are being conceded because the people who do other jobs outside of his role are not doing their jobs yes. properly. And because every team in the world forever will target us down that side because there is a bit of space there. And they always have done. And it's become really a really, really lazy narrative from the media and from rival fans that this is the problem. The problem isn't that. The problem is the cover for, well, it's, for it's that. Well, it's a game of percentages. When people forget this. People don't target the tre- the position behind Trent because Trent's crap defensively. He's they target it because on a balance of where you've got to attack somewhere. Yeah. And are you going to attack the space between Van Dijk and Robertson? Or are you going to, who, you know, the best centre-half in the world and the best left-back in the world? Or are you going to target the second-choice second centre-half who's not Van Dijk and Trent who is slightly less robust exactly. defensively? And, and it's, it's like... You've got a zero percent chance on this side, but you might have a five percent chance on this side. His average role as well is further up the pitch. If yep. you look at average positions, he is further up the pitch than Robertson, and that's because I think he is the most influential player in our in our entire team when it comes to attacking. And it's mad that I'm leaving Salah out, but what I mean is, it seems like if Trent's having a bad game, it's not necessarily struggle because we've got brilliant footballers, but you can tell. And when he's playing phenomenal or when we're just like scoring freely, you don't realise he's actually either in the build-up of it or he's getting the assist. Um, he's so influential to our attack 100%. Football. And you can't have the best attacking right midfielder in the world and he's also the best orthodox right back in the world. The two don't mix. Yeah. A ball travels, it's an old cliche, but a ball travels a lot faster than you can run. Yeah. Yeah. So when we lose the ball and the transition's quick in, the ra- in, in and around the back of us, he looks like he suffers from that. But his season remit is to go and challenge Kevin De Bruyne for the most assists, yeah. not go and challenge Aaron Wambasaka for the most last-ditch slide tackles. <laughs> it's when people talk about Trent, and obviously people go, "Oh, the, the defensive thing." People don't realise how much they're impacted by lazy media narratives. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who, who think they understand a lot about a lot about football. But they, they don't realise that they get a lot of their opinions by osmosis. It's because if something becomes like a populist narrative, then you'll you'll just people will just swallow that and, and, and move on with it. Yeah. Honestly, and it's not a deliberate thing, and I don't think it's a pernicious thing. I don't think it's something done because they're trying to they're deliberately trying to create an agenda mm-hmm. against Trent. It's just that there's a there's a lot to analyse about football, and sometimes it's it's like how. Managers use their post-match interviews to get their to communicate what their their truth to fans or tabloid newspapers or whatever are used as tools, mouthpieces for political things to get across to, to the masses. You have it when, with pundits. If enough pundits say it, then eventually it will feel like you're carrying carrying enough weight to it. Watch, there's, there's, there are certainly some moments so far this season where I genuinely think he could have just put his yeah. foot to the floor a bit more. Yeah. But you know, good examples of that are because he's so often tasked with going the other way. I don't think it's against the expectation that he's waiting for someone else to win the ball to give it to it's him to start the counter attack yeah. because that's one of the things that's one of his strengths and one of the roles he plays in the side. But again, I would say across the board, we have just been off the pace. Yeah. And you're right, I don't think it's fair to look at Trent individually and go, Well, it's all it's all Trent. It's not. But again, Van Dyke has been has been Horrific. rubbish. Yeah. Gomez had a couple of good games and was an had an absolute stinker against against Napoli. Matip even comes in in the, in the second half of that and, and we can see the goal within 30 seconds or whatever yeah. and coming in he's a bit more of a steadying influence hopefully with Canate we'll, we'll talk about him in a bit hopefully with him coming back we'll be a bit more stable there'll be a bit more more options to rotate etc etc but the Trent stuff I just find it is, it's mad because I know there's, a, there's an eye people think it's the eyeball test like I can see it with my own two <laughs> eyes but this, when you're looking for reasons for, to blame a footballer for something, you'll find them because no footballer does everything perfect. If you want, remember, remember that point not too long ago. People said Thiago slows Liverpool down. 
fucking absolute horseshit. And it was always horseshit. But a couple of puns, like Diddy a man come out with it. Like I mean, I mean, I love Diddy, I love Dima, but he comes out with some wild football <laughs> yeah. shouts. Like and it, you know, pundits like, like real Ferdinand. People think because he was a world class defender, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to football. Horrendous pundits chat some utter shite, but it feeds into people's understanding of stuff sometimes. Um, but if these guys, these pundits, the names you've just mentioned, had a look at how we how we line up and how we start games. Harvey Elliott's playing 15, 20 yards further forward than Jordan Henderson ever starts the game. So straight away, with a very, very slight imbalance on the right-hand side that Trent's not used to. Yeah. So the rest of the team have to figure that one out. And because Fabinho's been miles off form, he's not been the answer to that and problem. And let's not forget, we've rotated Andy Robertson this season. He's injured now. But, you know, we, we, we've been giving him, we've been trying to give him time off. He's yeah. had 20 minutes here, half an hour here and there for Simakas. That isn't that hasn't existed for Trent because all of the right back cover has either been playing centre back or centre mid for us in terms of Milner and Gomez or you know mysterious childhood injury coming through for for his for his understudy who we bought so he's being tasked with you've got to go and you've got to go hard and I wonder whether the World Cup stuff now that he's looking at it he's got two he's got two mentalities I think and I, if I was him I, if I was managing him I would probably say it would be a difficult toss up between. Go out there and prove Southgate wrong with everything you've got. Or the other one would be, you're not going to the World Cup, so fuck it. Your focus is Liverpool. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Don't even give England a second thought. The World Cup's not happening. You're going to enjoy your time off over the World Cup. We'll have a boss, we'll have a boss training camp in Dubai. <laughs> get a nice sunbathing. Have some team bonding. Got some shisha bars. Have a laugh. Time, you know what I mean? Everyone's going to be boss and you can watch the World, World Cup on telly, mate. But you've got this spell to focus for Liverpool. Be interesting to see whether you, whether you would go for one or the other. But I'd be tempted for the last one. You know, you're not going to retire, but fuck England. Southgate's never going to have you, mate, because if he thinks that, like, Kieran Trippier's got an all-round better game than you, then he's a moron, isn't he? You can't so help you can't some win. people, can Exactly, you? you can't. Some people just can't be won over because they're not they're not clever enough or talented enough to understand what they don't, what they don't understand. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Trent just uses that. Either use it as a fuel or use it to lift the burden off his shoulders because there's nothing harder in life than trying to prove yourself to someone or win the affection of someone who's got no interest in giving that to you. Yeah, um, yeah so that hopefully hopefully does kind of like uh, shift that off himself a little bit. Uh, a little bit on Brighton then, uh, Chloe. They've given us some tough tests at Anfield. Uh, we haven't beaten them since 2019. They're fourth in the league at the moment, as, we've, as we saw brief, briefly earlier on the table. No Graham Potter, uh, Roberto Di Zerbi's come in to replace him. The, I think the general feeling in this, though, is... It is a new manager, but he's not going to be making radical changes to how they play. They've gone out and identified someone who's another another in the mould of Graham Potter. He's going to play a good brand of football. He's going to pass. He's going to press. He's going to look to, you know, to, to upset Liverpool. Hopefully that shouldn't undercut what our preparations would have normally been for this game. Yeah, um, I think it was last season you could say we lost the league at home to Brighton yeah. where we were 2-0 up at half time. I think it's Naby Keita who goes off and we crumble. Uh, and Which is mad back. because Ox is alright when we does even score actually when he, uh, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he comes in. It's, but you're right, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't have the same balance once Naby Keita goes off which is hilarious when you think about how his career's gone when he doesn't actually play yeah um, but that that was a game that we highlighted where you could turn around and say 2-0 up or after you've you've dropped two massive points there um, and we were kind of hoping for it was more a point gained by the end of the season but it clearly wasn't um, but Brighton we know exactly what they're, they're going to give I mean I, I don't understand how Tross, Trossard is still at Brighton I think he's absolutely yeah. quality um, you know they've got Lamptey they've got some really really good players yeah. uh, that gross is his name midfielder yeah. um, really really good players and uh, they're a danger to us and they can be on the on the um, counter as well which Liverpool this season so far has struggled with the high line type thing because yeah. when we're not pressing from the front correctly the high line doesn't work um, and we've we've got some elements wrong but hopefully we'll be refreshed um, and hopefully they won't have a massive bounce from Zerbi coming in because they've got rid of Graham Potter yeah. who was as good as he was for them just to correct myself Ox got an assist for the second goal um, before the comments go out on that one yeah <laughs> so I could see Chloe come bang nope that's wrong Paul it's fine um, yeah no I agree with that and that, I, that was a kind of point I made out I was on um, 
press box earlier in the week and that was my kind of point on that is that I don't know how the new manager bounce thing works if you're not down in the dumps there's a, the, at best they can only carry on being as good as they've been yeah. really because they've, they've had a brilliant start to the season so you're hoping that there's a little bit of maybe it just breaks down the bonds a little bit of what they're doing and maybe there's a couple of weeks before he gets them at least back up to where they, where they were. So we spoke about this on the Around the League show when he was first brought in to replace Potter. So and since then I've been away and had a look at a bit about him and he likes the double pivot and he likes the inverted runs from the full-backs and he's, he, he created a very attacking side with Sassuolo. They ended up being the top scorers in Serie A but they also gave away an awful lot of chances. Um I've kind of approached this slightly differently in the sense that if you're a manager within your own right that was quite well revered in Serie A for what he did with Sassuolo and then got the Zenit job and then what happened in Shackle. Ukraine, Shackle job, yeah. uh, what happened in Ukraine destroys that possibility. Does he go there and just try and be Graham Potter Mark II or does he impress his own style on the team? It's a really difficult one. They've only had three players go away on the international break and one of them, two of them were not used substitutes. So they're quite fresh. Yeah. So he would have had that period that we've spoken about when we didn't have a game to work on patterns of play, to change things. I just, even as a the standard I was involved in in football, you didn't take a team on and try and replicate what the previous manager did. You tried yeah. to put your own stamp on it. So hopefully we can cash in on that. Yeah, no, it would be very, very good if he could if he could do that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see on what the, what the response, and obviously their fans are going to be bang up for it, the, the travelling fans, just to see the, the, the new guy out there and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, right, sounds. we are going to be talking about Liverpool more. Uh, what are the big decisions? Who's going to be available for this game? we got a bit of an injury update. Um, so make sure you stay tuned uh, for the next part. We've got a short break. Uh, I've got a trivia question before we head. Now, cast your mind back to that last time we beat them at Anfield in 2019. I want to know who scored... Anfield? God, I was thinking away from here. Yeah, who scored the goals and who was sent off the last time Liverpool beat Brighton? Answers after this. Hello to all you wonderful podcast listeners. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is an absolutely spellbinding show. Um, we would strongly appreciate it if you guys would consider joining us on RevMen Plus. If you like the podcast that you get for free in your podcasting app, then you can get more on RevMen Plus. Podcast, interviews, documentaries, and a whole host more as well. And if you're on Spotify, you can also subscribe straight in the Spotify app for RevMen Plus podcasts but if you want the full hit head over to redmenplus.com and join us on another magical season hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, right, sound trivia question. Who scored the goals and who was sent off the last time Liverpool beat Brighton? Steve Plunkett. Two goals for Verge, two headers, and it was Allison who was sent off. I had completely forgotten all about that. Like, 
all about it. There you go. Anyone who got that right? I mean, you sh- we're all, everyone should be getting that right. I'm a little bit sad, but you made the point before, Chloe, is like, particularly those Brighton games, oh. it's like they've all become a big gelatinous mass over the last yeah. three seasons where I can't pick apart particular moments. No, I, I can picture the two others, Annie Rude and unbelievable balls in and he bullets them in I can I can remember them um, but I was thinking of Brighton away and I can't tell whether it was in lockdown or out of lockdown but I'm pretty sure Jordan Henderson scored a beautiful curler at one point and uh, I tried to explain this to these two and no idea so I might have made it up to be honest yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, Lewis Dunk scored the goal anyway in that one if you got that right then you're, you're sound you're sounder than I um Okay, let's uh, have a look at Liverpool's injury situation then. And and I think it's fair to say, uh, Chloe, sticking with you, that it's been quite a favourable break for the Reds, all told. You know, we kind of hope this, you know, we talked about a little bit more on the training ground. We won't be able to measure that, but Jordan Henderson goes away on England duty, which actually is not a bad thing. You know, it means he's been, he's been training, he's been preparing for matches in this gap when a few lads will have gone away and got a break. I think Thiago was over in Oktoberfest where he broke out the lederhosen um, to have a little bit of a chill time. Um, we've seen, I mean, you, you spoke to Ibrahima Kanate and he told us ahead of time that he was going to be back. Yeah. But he is now definitely back in training. It feels like we've turned a little bit of a corner with regards to injuries. Uh, touch touch yeah, wood. Feels like <laughs> the same, they didn't say yeah, on a quarter. Yeah, I know, but uh, who knows what could happen. I think it was a break where we all felt not too bad about it. I mean, an international break I usually absolutely despise, yeah. but I didn't mind this one because I was looking at the bigger picture for Liverpool. Um, and the bigger picture is hopefully Jordan Henderson in some way is back. Um, to add to the midfield, Canate, absolutely massive uh, for us because, I mean, even in that Real Madrid final, he was incredible. Um, and it, it's just helped... It's helped us get players back. I mean, you mentioned Arthur Mello earlier, saying he's back. He obviously put a load of effort in over the international break. It'd be good to see what he's about. We haven't really seen what he's about, and we've brought him in. Um, so hopefully it's all positive for Liverpool, and hopefully the, the break and the training sessions have meant that when we come to playing the full 90, no one gets injured. And also talking about players, uh, except from injury, Darwin Nunes scores for Uruguay hopefully that gives them a bit of confidence to come back in um, and just instinctively put things away yeah the Nunes stuff I I mean it's exhausting already of like the banter (laughs) culture around it and look I said this before the season started everyone needed to strap themselves in for this and we look I'm Definitely poured fuel on the fire when Haaland missed that absolute sitter in the Charity Shield, and I laughed my cock off about it because it was brilliant. Um, he's bounced back pretty well from that, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but this whole like everyone like because you'd, you'd end up with like polarizing people. So there's people picking up on stuff and saying it's worse than it is, and then you've got on like the counter effect of like trying to find stuff that's not that great and saying that it's brilliant. Score the goal. It's just something, you know. It was, it was a wonderful moment. It was like Suarez, isn't it? Who, 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 who lobs it up for yeah, him? Yeah. Gets up, salmon out of water, powers the header down. That's a sound. He just he just needs to play football matches now. Get minutes under his belt. Score goals, and hopefully, as Liverpool fans, we'll just appreciate his contribution to the team rather than him needing to be Erling Haaland or him needing to be Fernando Torres or him needing to be an essential part of this team. I just want him to be a member of the squad and get and, and be that be that for a bit. Um and then if you get if you, if we get better than that, that's laughing. But that's where he needs to, he just needs to integrate now and, and play some minutes. Yeah, and going away with Uruguay and scoring will do him the world of good. Not that I guess he spends too much time thinking, actually I played for two hundred and fifty nine minutes in total and the English press are out to get me. I'm sure he's he's not in that that sort of position right now. Yeah. But but we there is a need to integrate and there is a need to get his confidence up you know it's it's bizarre to write him off at this stage of the season as it was funny to write Haaland off like we did after the miss in the charity shield um, <laughs> it, did we write him off did we write him off playfully yes it, it would, playfully yeah, I had playfully there, there. Playfully. We, it, this will take time and, and we've got time and we've got Jota back now so we've got other options and we've got Bobby so we could talk about that in a minute we've got other options but you can't close the book on a lad who's not even played three games of football um, 
like someone said in the office upstairs before, the, the shot he gets off, I think it was you, the shot against Everton was tipped onto the bar. Mm-hmm. That technique's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's there, it's just a case of giving him an environment where he feels confident enough to demonstrate that. It goes back to what we said at the start of the season, and Jota being back is a big boost for this. I just I, For me, don't worry about Nunes, we don't need him to be starting games. Jota's a, Jota's a better number nine for Liverpool than, than Darwin Nunes is right now. Yeah. Diaz is a better left-sided player than... Jota is so for me it's it's that yeah. play your best play your best team let Nunes again be that impact sub get him 30 minutes here do 30-60 with him and Jota you still got Firmino in the mix there as and when as and when we need him we're finally getting that under control again instead of it's just I think there's just been too many lads who've been forced to play football for us and Nunes actually contributed to that with that stupid red card of course but I'm, I'm happy to I'm for, and this is just me but happy to let him crack on with his Liverpool career a bit we'll judge him in, in, in due course he's here now he just needs the more the more he plays the less awkward he's going to look the more integrated he's going to be and honestly we've seen enough from him to say he's going to score goals for Liverpool because he's got that he's got that X factor when it comes to striking a ball between between the posts that, that kind of stuff but I'm glad that there's Again, hopefully, he just gets to go back into. But the list is as long as your arm, isn't it? Forwards that we've come to having the conversation of being the greatest of all time. Yeah. Ian Rush, for instance, that didn't start well, yeah. and it takes time to bed in and get comfortable. And with not the just that, people thought he was rubbish. Like yeah. you mean, and the players in the, in the dressing room all <laughs> thought he was rubbish as well. They used to bully all kinds out of Ian Rush because they were like, "What have you? What have we bought here?" And you're talking about the greatest goal scorer Liverpool have ever had. You know, you know, I, will he get to there? Honest answer is no, because no one else, no one has, and therefore this chance no one yeah, will. Yeah. But I, I say this: the price tag is dangerous. The existence of Erling Haaland is is dangerous for Nunes's reputation. Just let him let the lad play a bit of footy for us. You know, I, I'm terrified that he's the next Andy Carroll too. I'll be perfectly honest, <laughs> I am, because I've lived through Andy Carroll and I love Peter Crouch, but he was never more than a one in three forward for us. Mm. You know, I, this pressure that he needs to go and be a two and one forward like Erling Haaland this is nonsense um, but at least we can take a bit of the, a bit of the pressure off him just to quickly run through the injury situation then um, Oxlade-Chamberlain as we know they're likely to be out until October Klopp talked about the case stuff because there was a bit of controversy where he was called up for Guinea which we realised and I did a video on this on, on my YouTube channel that they've done that a few times when he's not been available and then he's not gone Klopp said he's expected to be returning in October too Robertson is out still uh, knee injury is going to keep him out uh, at least for another week or so we'd imagine on that one Canate back in training so there's a chance that he will be involved still nothing on Curtis Jones as far as I'm aware um, Kelleher was talking about that him and Callum Ramsey are potentially back in training Kelleher was getting close to that not that it really matters that will matter when we get to the, the Cups of course Ramsey would be good if we could just start to see where who who he is and what level he's at as a footballer but again he's not going to be in contention for the weekend but the big ones as we mentioned Canati being back um, Hendo being back as well that gives us just more to do um, let's, let's pick up on the Arthur point that Chloe made before stays that <sighs> Maybe it's a bit where we're at that we're all impressed that he's been training. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That he's trying to, having yeah. not played all or for like six months, that he's trying to get him up to himself up to speed. But it is nice. It does make you feel better about the whole thing. Is that there's clearly a a determination that he's not just here to to cash his paycheck and sit around on the Liverpool bench for a for a few months and then inevitably continue his fall down the football pyramid as often happens with loanies. It does look at least like he's prepared to to give it his all. Yeah, he's put the hours in. He's uh, bypassing holidays to train. He's playing in the under twenty threes, which is really good to see. There's pictures of him training at the moment, and he doesn't look like the same guy who came on in the Champions League fixture. Um, if endeavour and effort and uh, application are anything to go by, he's give himself half a chance. You're quite right. This goes wrong. Where does he go next? Because mm-hmm. Barca have had a look at him. You've had a look at him. We've had a look at him. The big names are going to stop queuing up, yeah. and maybe that's resonated with him. And he's with two or three other Brazilians who are going away for international duty, and he might be thinking, "Do you know what? I back myself to be with those guys, so yeah. I better pull my finger out." So fair play to him. We, we wait and we see. No, that's absolutely right. Well, three guys and a, and the goalie coach. You know what I mean? Like you know, that's Liverpool have got a Liverpool have got a very big in with that Brazilian squad, and he's a good example. I can't see how he makes the Brazil squad for the World Cup, but it, if he believes that he can, Chloe, then that doesn't that doesn't harm Liverpool.
Liverpool in any way. Yeah, in fact, you, you kind of want him to have that mentality. And who knows, there could be some big injury that happens to a midfielder and hopefully it's not for being <laughs> young. <laughs> um, but, but there could be, you just don't really know what's going to happen. Um, and if he has impressed, and you talk about naming a squad, if he's impressed for the two months leading up to it, form does actually count for something. Um, so unless maybe you're just yeah, unless you're English, I'm thinking. I'm called Harry. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe just maybe um, that that can help him. But it's good to say. I mean, we do say it's the bare minimum. Like it, he should have been doing that anyway. But at least there are there's a desire there. It's just from our from a fan perspective, it's you know they're the kind of things that they might be sort of token gestures. And you know, I saw I don't know whether it was Cyber on this or or Dan Kenner kind of saying like, you know, they said he's hired the nutritionist and he's hired a personal coach. Like, why has he not got these things already? Yeah. Was the kind of response to it. But well, rather than judge him on what he's not done, let's judge him on yeah. what he's on what he's doing, and that that certainly bodes and also better. It's a case of maybe he was made to by Liverpool Football Club and maybe he wasn't by Juve and we also think of the difference in leagues so yeah art is absolutely nothing and, and compared to the Prem in terms of physicality or anything like that and if you're eradicating all your bad habits because you know you're in the last chance saloon yeah. then you've got to say fair play now go and show us what you can do on the football pitch because physically you're in a different place that needing to prove yourself it's like the World Cup thing is a, is a a good example of this, but he's obviously got it beyond if it is career that beyond Liverpool or at, or at Liverpool beyond this season. That for some footballers, I'm a little wary of if you're nailed on for your national team. I'm a little yeah. worried about lads who maybe aren't going to be throwing themselves into all of the 50-50s with the same level of commitment because you've actually got your it's your international place to lose, and the only way you're going to lose it if you're not fit enough to play in the mm. finals. Whereas someone like him, he's got nothing to lose. There's nothing to say. You know what? Just even if it's just even if we don't. If all this talk of him like we might get rid in January blah 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 well mate you've got a, two months a month and a half or whatever to just go and pour everything you've got out and see see what sticks see where, yeah. see where you land best case scenario you've booked yourself a place on the plane to Qatar and you might have secured yourself a, a permanent deal at one of the best football clubs well let's be honest the best football club um, <laughs> on the planet beyond beyond this season um, talking about that in the midfield it would be would it be a surprise to see him come in? Do you think, Chloe, do you think it's just this case of Henderson's back now, Thiago's back, Fabinho, do we go back to what we would still class as Liverpool's best midfield three for this? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, obviously, Harvey Elliott did enough to actually establish himself in that, and fair enough, but... It also, he was more attacking and you saw uh, him and Salah, is, I think it is the Ajax game where they bust the gut to get back um, and that's good but stability is what we need first because we're not in the greatest run of form. Um, so I think it is a case of you probably go back to the midfield three that we know of who can keep the ball and rotate it and then 60, 65 minutes if we need someone to come on and have that attacking force because we're struggling to break them down. Harvey Elliott, Carvalho, Nunes, Bobby, you know, all of these players that can have an influence but I think you go with stability right now um, and work ourselves back into form because that's what we need to do and sorry, also the trend situation if we're looking at um, like you mentioned earlier, Javier isn't known to do that defensive thing and it's because that's not his role. It's mm -hmm. not what he's learned to do. Henderson, make sure he is busting a gut to help out Trent because at times we've seen he's not really done that. Make sure he knows he's got to do that every time. Uh, the Elliot stuff's interesting because I think he's come under more scrutiny than is necessary and this is the problem when you throw young kids in or, what, or rather when you're forced to throw young kids in. We've seen this, I've seen lots and lots of really promising players mm. have their careers just not launch in the way that they should have done yep. because instead of you, you, you're not doing it the way it needs to be done, you're not doing it in the best possible way. Look, I look, I look at Phil Foden at Man City and go, they've been lucky because that they've been able to blood him in correctly. Take the time, get him in where you want to, and now he's an integral part of that squad. And even now, he doesn't play, you know, ninety game, minutes every yeah. single game. He doesn't need to because he, he's a part. He's a cog in a, in a system. They did the same when they took Sterling off us. They got to bring him in and make him have him be their fourth best player. Whereas he, we we had to make him our main man because that was all all we had, and it was in danger of in danger of ruining him. My thing on Elliot because I think people have started to question this: how he fits in systemically, and has he been undercut, and what's been going on? 
for me, I'm prepared to give the benefit of the doubt because I think he's been very impressive. I think his he work rate's been. been good. He's been brilliant. He's been he's been one of our better players yeah. in the, in this time. But he's also we've gone from what Liverpool's best eleven was, and all of a sudden we're playing it. We're playing four or five off that best team, or three or four at times, and then him. And I think if you're bringing Harvey Elliott into a team where you've got ten of your best eleven on the pitch, and then you get to blood him in as the eleventh. I think you'll see an absolute superstar that he is. But if you're asking him to be the man who wins games of football for Liverpool in the midfield alongside James Milner and a knackered Fabinho and either a Bobby Firmino who's maybe on the decline or a Nunes that hasn't integrated and a Diaz who still hasn't got, you know, still doesn't speak the language on the, on the far side, etc., etc. It's a big ass to ask a 19-year-old to be your main man. I agree. And a month ago, I'd have absolutely unequivocally said you're correct. We're now getting those bodies back. And the key ingredient to that is Thiago, where, where he, Elliot will receive the ball in positions where he can use it. Yeah. The right time, the right place. Because what Thiago is really good at doing is finding the guy that makes the assist. He's unbelievably good at that. So I get your point and understand why you'd, you'd go with Henderson, Thiago and, and um, Fabinho as a, as a, as a solid stability midfield if it's not Thiago I don't know who else in that midfield wins you the game and the longer that game goes on and the more edgy the fans get because we've seen that this season it transmits itself down onto the pitch and the players definitely respond to how the, the mood is in the stadium there's an argument say go and win the game and then make the changes we've seen yeah. Henderson come off the bench with 30, 30 minutes to go and he's just been an ultimate professional and shut down the shop and nailed it and everybody knows what their jobs are I, I'm not Sold on going with these tried and tested sensible midfield three. I think we need a game winner. We also need to be careful, and I know that they've just had a break, so it's not like. And again, Fabinho's not been run into the ground playing for Brazil in that time. Thiago's yeah. had a time off. Henderson's gone and trained them, what have you. So they should be okay, and they should be able to play two games a week. But there is something here where we're playing two games a week now until until the World Cup. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's actually it's less it's basically a game every three days, more or yeah. less. Three three point something days between now. So we've got Rangers to come in the week. There's Arsenal, there's City there's the City on the horizon as well. It's whether we want to start like that Henderson Fabinho or Henderson Fabinho now in rotation for the six for a couple of weeks' time right, until you yeah. get everything up to speed. I would be I would be happy to see Harvey Elliott come into this and get another yeah. get another out and or I'd have no problem with seeing our Arthur start in, in midfield and see see what he can do because again, we've got choices for the first time this season. You know, we've just said you can start Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, you can start Elliott in there and you can start Arthur in there. Well there you go. And you, I mean People wouldn't be clamouring for it, but Milner could still start in there if you wanted to already. Well, there we go. That's a that's an array of options, and that's still this count, not counting no Ox, no Jones, no Cater in that in, in that mix as well. Um, and it's whether we want to resist the temptation to be like because in twenty twenty one, he doubled down on all the reliable players and had to run them into the ground just to mm. make sure we got up and running. I wonder whether he'll do this now because I would be tempted. There's a temptation to go, right, there's your 11. It's that midfield three. It's it's the front three that I mentioned earlier on. Your back four pretty much picks itself until Canate's fit, definitely. And I'll just play them then for the next three games. Hopefully you've got six points in the league and three in the, in the Champions League, and then you can afford to mix things up. But in this environment, Chloe, you can't guarantee that you don't hurt Henderson or Thiago or Fabinho or Jota again and then you're up shit creek yep. so they do need to be mindful of how they used these players I know but I was, I was <laughs> I hoping fuck that ball I know <laughs> um, I'd, I'm thinking more along the lines of like hopefully the international break has worked these players into it yeah. Jota has had moments here and there you know he came on for the Everton game and things like this and he came on for Portugal, he got a goal, and then I think he may have started the game as well. Okay, that's decent. He's not played all of the minutes available, and he's settled in. He's back up to speed. Um, and I know these players can get re-injured, um, but it is a case of 
well, do we also risk not playing them and then we're even further away from everyone and there's no chance to catch anyone else? Um, and it, it's also a case we, we've already dropped. We've dropped three points in the Champions League already. Um, we won uh, with the last kick of a game against Ajax. We need to make sure that we're, we're winning the games because ultimately that's what we need. A nice 2-0. Nice <laughs> Go on each half. I know. No stress. It, afternoon. It, it's yeah. a hard one to choose but like you mentioned if Elliot plays I'll be happy to see yeah, Elliot play. Exactly. I don't think he's been bad. Uh, my thought process of it was Hendo wasn't in good form either if we're being honest before he left. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the the break and having things to do has made him think okay I need to get back in because we're not just are we not picking up points or we're not doing our greatest us as a team getting slaughtered yeah. by everyone else and as a captain I can't have that and there's that and also I think there's a bit of a, from a fan perspective as well because Liverpool have been so like almost like mystifyingly crap and we look and I've said this all along I'm, it, injuries is, is the major cause of that and then you and then you start to second guess because then you can talk about mental fatigue and everyone's, we can speculate to the impact last season had on people and then you can talk about all the different the different contributing factors but everyone's got their own player who for them is the reason why it's not been quite right everyone's got their scapegoat for this part of the season whoever goes out there just I, 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 I can't wait for us to win a few games of football and we can all just relax to fuck about it a bit more yeah. and get back to the business of remembering that there's never been a better squad of players that Liverpool have had with the except you know broadly speaking over the last over the last few years that doesn't your point's right it kind of shouldn't matter who starts yeah. because we should be good enough to beat anyone because we, we, we're that good that was the case with the Elliot pointers we shouldn't need to have Elliot who's a 19 year old to go and win us a game mm-hmm. we've got Mo Salah Luis Diaz and Jota or obviously Nunes Bobby Firmino a front three yeah we rely on them maybe a bit too much but with Thiago in there as well to keep us ticking what we don't realise all the time is the what got us so many goals was the fact that we were relentless and not just with scoring the opportunities but it was you'll leave the ball and guess what we're going to have it back and yeah. we're going to move yeah. you for 20 minutes and, and eventually you'll get tired you can tired. say to the players on the pitch go and empty the tank and if it means you've only got 60 in you fine We've got five empty subs. the tank in yeah. 60 we haven't been able to take advantage of the additional substance because we haven't had the quality on the bench yeah. to do it and now all of a sudden there's five fit players for the front three six if you count Carvalho you know we've got our we've got all our attack available to us now we are short the names that we've mentioned in midfield but we've got enough options to be able to say to anyone on that pitch go and have a good go you know go and Thiago go and do 70 yeah. and Arthur will come in for you for the final stages Henderson go and do 60 and then we'll bring Elliot on for you etc etc the other thing is you don't have to put all these players who are just returning back from injury starting the same but like you could easily start Darwin Nunes if you thought that Arthur Mello might come in instead of Henderson because he's had that training with yeah. us and we it's absolutely I'm fine with whoever starts this football game I just we don't need to if we are taking our time with the players, it doesn't mean you have to hold every single player back. They're all on different levels yeah. of recovery um, and they can all probably pay different minutes, amount of minutes. So yeah, you might be able to risk all three, four of them in a game, but not all from the start. Yeah. It'll be 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. But whatever team we field, it should be good enough to be the Liverpool that we know of. Yeah, because look, uh, at the end of the day, we can talk about the losing money all we want. It's not a significantly worse squad, and, and actually, net in terms of players, we are better off almost than mm. than we were last year. And Liverpool played every game of football that was that was playable, you know. So yes, I agree on I agree on all that stuff. And I said, if anyone's feeling down and dire about it, there's two things: is that the level of football analysis in this country and across the board is generally piss poor, which means that everyone's always got to think about say what shit and who's to blame, you know. And there's always got to be the negative way of analysing football been here before when Liverpool just get back to winning games of football it all kind of melts away it just it genuinely doesn't matter like the Fulham game is the best example of this like if Jordan Henderson shot it to the underside of the bar and goes in no, no one talks about how crap Liverpool yeah. were that day they talk about it's called title winning form and they're the fine margins between performance people, and results people also forget 
genuinely most of these pundits get taken on for controversial opinions that they know are going to get likes and views and we all forget that but people are literally employed to have defensive opinions and annoy us Roy Keane great example actually surprisingly good fella he's a gobshite on telly as much everyone loves him being dead spiky he is not that in person I've seen him off camera when we've done the overlap stuff when he got cameras on he's like oh what is this oh you know like funny like acerbic you know comments that make you laugh and go Oh, isn't he being dead aggressive in how he says off camera? He's, he's just a fucking character because he knows that's what he, he's being there for. Yep. But people get hoodwinked into it, and it actually starts to taint their opinion of the of the footy. But anyway, uh, right, we're going to talk uh, about what we think the starting eleven should be for the Reds. We're going to have a look at the other Premier League fixtures. Uh, one more short break before we dive in. Hey, do you like amazing Liverpool signed stuff, memorabilia, things that you can hang on the wall of your bedroom, your living room, your man cave, your woman cave, wherever you want? Well, we've got an amazing competition to win a signed Steve McMahon and Ronnie Whelan Liverpool 88-89 away shirt. Yes, you heard that all right, as many words as it was. Uh, if you want to be in with a chance of winning this competition, it's the last few days to enter. You've got to head to redmenplus.com. If you're an existing club captain subscriber, upgrade your subscription to Club Legend. Or if you just want to come in from the cold straight to Club Legend level, then your name will be in the hat for that amazing, incredible, unique, one-in-the-world type prize. Uh, Each and every month we give away amazing stuff like this and you will be in the hat each and every month as a Club Legend subscriber on RedmenPlus.com as well as a whole host of amazing extras like the content that we give you. And as a Club Legend, you get free merchandise, merchandise discount codes, uh, first refusal on Redmen, live event tickets and access to our Club Legend Discord chat as well. So yeah, boss stuff and a chance to win boss prizes. Head over to redmenplus.com and get involved. Listen to that lad, he knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> um, right, sad. Yeah, we're going to head towards the close of the show. We're going to have a look at our Liverpool 11s. We're going to have a look at the Premier League as well. Uh, let's go with the 11s first and foremost. I want to see if we can get a unity on this one. Steve Plunkett, what is your 11? So it'll be Ali in goal. You're right, the back four picks itself. So Trent, Matip, Van Dijk and Simakas. Mm-hmm. I do think he will go with Fabinho Henderson if Henderson's up for it. And Thiago midfield because that's Brighton's strength midfield so you kind of need to fight fire with fire to some degree and I think up front he'll start with Diaz Jota and Salah interesting that Jota has to come off at half time in midweek in his international game Yeah. so the 30-60 thing will 60-30 thing might work quite well for him yeah same I am in absolute agreement completely and utterly agree there we go yeah wow we finally got options and we've all gone with the same thing as an outside shout, as I say, the mid, it might be a midfield situation where you say to Jordan Henderson, you and Harvey are going to do 30-60, or maybe you say, actually say Fabinho Henderson, 60-30, and then it's Elliot to come in, or, or Elliot and Artur, or whatever. I, I think the, the safe bet is, I think, on what we've, on what we've come up with there. Yeah, when you when you need to do something, you go to those that you trust, don't you? You do. You need to win. We need to win this. Again, this is this is the thing. We've Liverpool have got to plan ahead, and they've got to manage this run of run of fixtures. You know, all the Champions League clubs have now got this as well. They've got like an intense, incredibly intense period of football. But it's the same for all the clubs who are fighting for what we're we're fighting for. But. Liverpool are playing catch up and they're playing catch up with themselves. So I do think there's a it's a best foot forward situation here because it's all well and good planning to rotate for Rangers and Arsenal and you know Rangers and, and City. If you lose to Brighton, then you you know you fucked it's it. It's the bigger of the two the games we've got coming. The next two games we've got coming up. The Brighton the, game is bigger than the Rangers games, game. The, it's the winnable. You know what I mean? The two the two winnable games yeah. coming up aren't these. So you want to. You, maybe you don't rotate for these two and I know that means that maybe you'd have to put a bit more rotation on for a technically harder game for Arsenal but you've you've got to earn yeah. got to earn our points here we've got to earn the right for those games to matter and for those games to matter we need three more points in the league and three more points in the championship right. what I will say is is also it rhythm is really important for Liverpool you've seen it over the years the reason we've been able to do two to three games a week every week is because we actually quite enjoy it because A we've got a, a boss squad but also B we're that good we were winning and when you're in the winning groove 
and you've got another game and another game. You just bounce into the them. Senior players need if to we go. Use that stop goods. Yeah. Well, the yeah. senior players need to go and get us from running because it's the senior players who've been shit. Yeah. Like Harvey Elliott's been good and Carvalho's been good and Diaz has been good, and um, you know we've seen flashes from New- from Nunes and what have you. But from whatever. The, the lads who've been there and done it need to go and get the ball rolling go and get us some momentum and then as we said that's when you can drop in an Elliot and you can let him go and sprinkle some magic over over what you're doing same yeah. with Carvalho and, and this kind of stuff let the ones who are already integrated get us up to speed and I, ge- I said genuinely believe that was our m- mission when they went into this season in pre-season when they sat down and went how are we going to approach this first month six weeks of the season they were going to go with the tried and tested and look to blood in beyond that and then injuries rob them of the of the capability of doing that. So we've literally been putting out who was available. We get to choose this week, and that's for me. Jot has got to start up front because he's our best number nine. He's our best goal scorer between the between yeah. the sticks. Arguably Salah, but Salah's our best right winger, so it is what it is. Thiago's our best midfielder. Fabinho's our best. DM Henderson's our best box to box eight on that right hand side, and then again the defence. Matip's our best other centre half outside Van Dijk. Robbo's injured, so Simicast has got to start. And then as you were on the game, you've now got Gomez back on the bench. If you want to bring Gomez on for Trent later on, absolutely go for it. Do that. If you want to bring Elliot Carvalho, Artur. Nunez, Firmino, fill your fill your fucking boots, yeah. but do it from a position where you're two goals up. When the other lads have won, the, have, have hopefully got you well on the way to winning the game. Um, let's have a look at the Premier League fixtures. Then some juicy ties to keep us occupied. Either side of the Reds playing at three o'clock on the Saturday. The North London derby, Arsenal hosting Tottenham, is half 12 on Saturday. That is promising to be a very juicy clash. Um, At the moment, it's a title-challenging juicy clash. Come the end of the season, it will very much be the game that decided who finished fourth or fifth. Um, Fulham hosts Newcastle. Southampton hosts Everton. If Everton can't win that, then uh, I wonder if Frank Lampard getting them will matter quite so much to them. Uh, Chelsea hosts Palace. That could be an absolute car crash of a football game for Chelsea. Uh, Bournemouth, Brentford, West Ham Wolves. Uh, Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. The one that we're hoping to have all eyes on. Man City host Man United. And Steve, this is the kind of thing we're talking about. The fact that Liverpool have, have gone a game behind because of the Chelsea game being called off is a bit annoying because like there was a world where City played women's play Spurs and you know well oh no they played almost yeah it was you know, just Spurs. the week the weekend before yeah. they could have dropped points in that one yeah. we could have been catching up and then they go to Man United go and take them you know we could this could have been great for us hopefully we get our three points in the bag and then just Man United will fuck it up because they're not there yet. But wouldn't it be lovely? I'm not one to normally bang the drum for Manchester United, but I've got no problem with United winning that game of football if they want to turn up and do no, that. No, it's about time opposition teams decided not to roll over and die in 35 seconds like Wolves did. Yeah. You've, you've really got to back yourself and try and do something. You're not expected to get a result against City, so so why follow the, the path that everyone's laid for you? Yeah. Be different. Go and have a go. Go and enjoy yourself. Go and express yourself. Hopefully. You can lose. Sorry, you can lose yeah. and play well, yeah. and you gain more momentum for your next game than, than losing and rolling over and dying for the sake of it. Yeah. This for me, I'm hope I'm hoping that it's a bit like Klopp going to the Etihad in his first season, where he was playing Brendan Rodgers' team, and then he, he moved to four three three, and we went there and we wiped the floor with them. And there's just a moment here where this is a big, a big Ten Hag moment. You know, he's already got the Liverpool scalp under his belt. I don't think he needs to win this game, but if he can get Man United to go toe to toe and just take something off City, I think that sets them up because they're not going to win every game. Man United, they're they're, they're going to have those. Games. They're going to lose to some random football teams this mm. year because that's what happens on the on the on the climb back up again. But I hope, 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 hope that they can get something from that. Um, Leeds host Villa uh, and Leicester. Host Nottingham Forest on Monday night. That I've got. That's got all the hallmarks of the end of Brendan Rodgers written all over it, Chloe. So now I think Nottingham Forest are absolutely cut off. Yeah. Like, and I say that in a way of, 
I enjoy the style of football, but it is very much leads under Bielsa where you're either going to win and you're going to win maybe 3-1 or you're going to concede 4 or 5. It's just whether he, how long it takes Steve Cooper to gel what he's got because yeah. he's bought like two teams where the footballers. Yeah. And, but he's got, they've got talent there and Leicester are an absolute shit show. No, shocking, and it's yeah. just one of them things. I wouldn't... Sh- it, it just feels like that. It's a bit of a local derby as well. There's a bit of added spice to that one. Monday night. Maybe a lot of goals. I mean, I, I wouldn't be... I, I mean, seeing a game on Monday, so I'll definitely be watching it. I would enjoy maybe like a, you know, 5-3 or something. I wonder whether it's Brendan goes full Brendan and goes, no, my my, my philosophy, you know, and, and goes out there and, and Forrest stick one on them. Or he's so terrified of how much this means that he go he tries to play like a counter-attacking brand of footy at home. Maybe. Loses the fans. That would be new because he doesn't have a plan B, does he? So. No, no. Well, he had that. He has that. He's developed that like eight point five where he does that. Like he sits everyone behind the ball. He does it against City normally, and it, it like nearly worked. It, it, like, did he get a draw in lockdown? Maybe against them or whatever. But yeah, it's. He beat the national entire the season now. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. They just look like nobody can be asked when you watch Leicester <laughs> play. That's exactly how they look. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. Or oh, whatever. Um, one of my like, weirdly like the fan bases I dislike the most when you go to go go there to the ways or you have them at Anfield, particularly like all the feed the scousers stuff in the quarters of the League Cup and Jota giving it the beans and all that. Fucking love seeing Leicester be rubbish. I like Brendan Rodgers. I really like him as a fella. I think he's a good coach, but uh, it is also a little bit funny as well. So there's that. Uh, right. Um, let's have your score predictions for this one. Liverpool, Brighton, three o'clock Saturday. Steve Plunkett. I think it'll be edgy. I think Brighton well set up in midfield. There will be a bit from them because they've got a new manager. I'm gonna I will take a one 0 and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on that. Okay. Club. See, I feel like I've done predictions several times and we've lost every time. Um I mean we haven't lost that many games well, of football like we've just a draw feels like a loss, don't it? Yeah. Um three 0 Liverpool. Go ahead. I, I I agree with this. I mean, it depends how Liverpool come out this. What I want is to go back to a vintage like 18, 19, 19, 20 Liverpool performance where you go in a half time and you're like, we were all right, but I could really do with us doing more. And then we come out and we're just well better in the second half. You know, we had, we had loads of those games in Anfield where we just took 45 minutes, kept the door shut, took 45 minutes to figure them out. And then a little bit of tactical instruction at half time, and then you just go up a gear in the in the second half and put them to bed. I'd, I'd welcome a return to that Liverpool for a bit. Don't concede, just don't concede a goal, and just gradually wear them down until you win. So I, I've don't get me wrong, scored in the first five minutes, scored ten minutes after that, win three nil, nice afternoon, fine. But I wouldn't be against a two 0 win where both goals just come comfortably, you know, like. 55 minutes and then 75 just to see it off that'd be splendid as far as I'm concerned I'm saying one goal in the first half two goals in the second I like it I'll have that too Um, okay yeah loads more to come from us I think Chris is doing the Starting 11 prediction show live uh, after this one so make sure you tune in for that one on YouTube and once again uh, we are on the road to 500,000 subscribers half a million people it's been a wild ride Uh, so if you haven't clicked that subscribe button on YouTube yet please do do it tell friends and family to get involved I don't care that they don't even watch us just get us over there because we we, we were ready to push the button on all this stuff Uh, because it will get there eventually but if we can speed up that process by asking people to subscribe then my god I will ask people to subscribe and if you can do that too that would be splendid um, yeah check out the Klopp's press conference as well that'll be available on podcast apps through us as well as YouTube and loads of extra shows over on redmenplus.com documentaries features interviews uh, it's a Liverpool streaming service like Netflix for Red so if you want more of us and more Liverpool in your life get over and involved with all of that other than that Guys, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. And we'll see you all soon. Ta-da. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now.